Al-Bayan Radio presents the following program, asking Allah that it serves as a benefit for all. Assalamu alaikum dear brothers and sisters and welcome to Al-Bayan Live. I'm your host Abu Abdurrahman and I'm very pleased to be joined tonight with my dear Sheikh, my dear guest, Sheikh Khalid Muhammad. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Good to be back after Ramadan. Yes, good to have you back. How, how was your Eid? Well, alhamdulillah, very good. Alhamdulillah. And you, Shaykh? Excellent, alhamdulillah. Very busy, as you know. Yeah, we oh. saw all the live videos, the recordings, alhamdulillah. Yes. Uh, wallah, it looked like a very enjoyable Eid. And it was a very enjoyable Eid. Yeah, it was, alhamdulillah. For those who, who haven't seen what the Shaykh is referring to, we have a little series on our YouTube channel, Al-Bayan Radio Australia, called Eid Message where we get some greetings and reminders from some of them, I'm a sheikh, and some of our dear and close brothers. Go, into, go to our YouTube channel and you can find it there, uh, Ramadan or Afwan Eid message and some behind the scenes, some takbirat. And <laughs> Special one, content. One of the most popular videos for some reason is the Ka'ak. The Ka'ak, I think, uh, everybody desires that Ka'ak, I guess. <laughs> the, the, the Eid Ka'ak, we mean, uh, as you know, this, uh, the word Ka'ak has some different meanings. Is the one with cheese. The, fa- the famous, the it's known. It's become famous on it's the so, morning It's so Eid. famous, it doesn't even need an explanation. Yani. Like when, when some of the ulama of Lugha and Arabic, they speak about the name of Allah, they say, Allah a'raful ma'arif, yani, subhanallah, oh, al-kalima okay. la tahtaj illa tafsir. The word, yani, the name doesn't need a tafsir. Allah is Allah. <laughs> it's like when someone says to you, water, what's water? Hydrogen, dioxide, monoxide, I don't know. <laughs> Two hydrogen atoms and an oxygen. Khalas, water is water, it's known. When we say ka'ak, I think it's known to the vast majority. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. We'd like to welcome all our viewers watching on YouTube, Albion Radio Australia channel, and also ASWJ Australia Facebook page. And all our brothers and sisters listening on our apps. Uh, for those who haven't downloaded the apps, you can go to albayan.com.au and download our app there for Google and, and uh, Google and Android devices and also Apple podcast devices. Now, today, Etiquette with the Quran, part number six. For those who haven't caught up with the previous parts, if you go to the description or the comment section on Facebook and on YouTube, you will see the link to the whole series. Uh, Sheikh, part six. Let's get straight into it. Where do we start? Or maybe a quick revision. Wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala. Insha'Allah ta'ala, we'll do a quick revision, Sheikh, yes, mentioning some of the points. And just quickly as well, a quick mention. Uh, alhamdulillah, obviously, after Ramadan, insha'Allah, Sheikh, we'll be continuing uh, these lessons. Is that correct? Uh, yes, insha'Allah. And we'll be continuing, inshallah ta'ala. I think hopefully next week, if Allah Azza wa Jal will be the last lesson part of this series. But inshallah ta'ala, we will be continuing in the future uh, a different series and continuing some previously or previous series that weren't finished. But alhamdulillah, anyway, I, I really hope that uh, this Ramadan was a productive Ramadan for the brothers and the sisters. Alhamdulillah, Allah Azza wa Jal allowed us to reach uh, Eid and, and, and beyond Eid. Yani, and now we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, to accept that Ramadan that just passed and we ask Allah to allow us to see another Ramadan and many Ramadanat sure. after that uh, and also quickly just to learn from them is to learn from the shortcomings to learn from uh, the hiccups maybe that we uh, crossed and we passed and we went through and for the brothers and sisters that they didn't maybe do as much as they wanted to or for those brothers and sisters that did do as much as they wanted to but they can improve always in the likes focus inshallah and, and ask yourself and plan and uh, think about where are the areas that you can
can you can work on inshallah ta'ala uh, after ramadan to inshallah prepare for uh, the next one as well and and this is what we meant when we were speaking many times uh, regarding these uh, podcasts and, and, and in our general lessons and the likes where we say for example in some ramadan in some in ramadan maybe you meet a brother and he says i don't know how to read quran so he starts planning he says all right look inshallah the upcoming year i'm going to try to attend some quran lessons uh, for the following year so you see a brother didn't know how to read anything not even alif ba'ta not even the alphabet the abjad nothing subhanallah he puts a plan for himself maybe by next ramadan if he isn't fluent at least he's in the quran he's reading his one two three for if allah azza wa jal blesses him with the life to see the next ramadan after that two three ramadans after he started you see this this person allahu akbar he's he's reading he's flying through the quran possibly even even more fluent than many uh, uh, others that have been doing it for a while subhanallah for anyway the point is that try your best to focus on those shortcomings see where you went wrong see where you can improve always and the likes and this is why in the lesson sheikh we say even in the masajid a lot of the the mashayikh and the duat uh uh, lecturers and preachers and one two three they're focusing maybe their first lesson or their second lesson around lessons such as with the titles steadfastness after ramadan you know what's next after ramadan post ramadan feels post ramadan vibes you know blues, blues. I use <laughs> that likes. For, subhanallah very important that we we do reflect a muslim reflects and he ponders and he's always constantly trying to improve himself uh daily for yep Sheikh, it is an ideal time as well, Ramadan to Ramadan. Exactly. And it's even using the Sunnah that the Prophet said, Ramadan Forgiven. to Ramadan That's wipes right. away the sins in between. Subhanallah, so 100%. It's a good time to reflect. That's and, right. And, and maybe if you didn't do the best, maybe to aim to be better. Exactly. If you didn't get exactly. to where you wanted to get to, maybe try to get it now. That's and right. And as we know, the Salaf as well would continue making dua for Allah to accept their deeds for months and months after Ramadan. So we ask Allah to accept our deeds. And uh, one of the best ways to maintain yourself after Ramadan is to maintain your relationship with the Quran, monitoring and being careful and being aware of the etiquettes of the Quran. And this is why a series like this, to the Sheikh, is very important for us to implement these etiquettes. And, and to live with the Quran daily. Definitely. And the, 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 exactly, Sheikh, like you said, subhanAllah, that the Quran isn't a Ramadan thing. The Quran is a, uh, is a daily thing, subhanAllah. It's a thing that, it's something that we should have in our lives every single day, every 100%. single, as much as we can. And alhamdulillah, we've spoken uh, many times about that. For, uh, try your best brothers and sisters as much as you can, inshallah, to, to improve yourself daily, as we said. For getting into it, Sheikh, now just a quick revision. Uh, we've mentioned, alhamdulillah, 12 points now regarding the Quran. Inshallah, ta'ala, next lesson as we said we'll try to just cap it at about 20 even though really if someone was to really contemplate and reflect you can probably if you were to write write volumes if you were to speak speak volumes <laughs> subhanallah for the first uh, etiquette that we spoke about and we said this is one of if not the most important was the sincerity aspect and all of these brothers and sisters uh, you can go back inshallah to the previous lessons for the first one we said is to uh, uh, be sincere when approaching the quran whether it's reading whether it's memorizing whether it's trying to understand learning etc the second thing is touching it only on purity uh, the third thing is facing the qibla when reciting. The fourth is removing any distractions. The fifth is beautifying the voices. The sixth is implementing the rules of tajweed and makharij. The seventh is contemplating upon the meanings of the Quran. And we spoke a bit about that too and how learning the Arabic languages are a prime factor and aspect uh, to be able to uh, uh, do that. Yani. How can one contemplate, we said, and ponder upon something he doesn't even understand. But subhanAllah, the Quran is such a book that uh, even if someone one doesn't understand that wallahi it'll move mountains 
if it will move mountains. I remember when I was about maybe you know 11, 12, we used to go Tarawih, Subhanallah, Sheikh. We didn't, you know, even uh, like the Fusha, you know, like I remember, <laughs> you know, it's like my my yani water, for example, Moya. However you say it, the point is, you know, in Fusha it's mat. For I remember if someone used to tell me mat, I would have no clue what they're saying. You know, Fusha Arabic mat. When I was much younger, uh, when they say my khalas, we know in our slang that it's water. But the point is, anyway. So when we used to be in prayer, uh, most of the Quran wasn't understood. Of course, we were kids, yani very, very young before studying Arabic and uh, a bit of the fusha and the likes. For still, but you, you get moved. This is the Quran, the power of the Quran. You know, Subhanallah. For anyway, brothers and sisters, contemplate upon the meanings of the Quran. And we said one of the only ways you can really establish that and get that and perform that is by uh, learning the Arabic language. And we spoke a bit more about that too. The eighth point was remaining silent when listening uh, to the Qur'an or when the Qur'an is being recited. The ninth point was acting upon the Qur'an. The tenth was remembering the Qur'an, trying one best not to forget it, always keeping the tongue moist uh, with the recitation of the Qur'an, uh, the danger of forgetting it. Not saying I forgot was the eleventh, uh, but rather say I was made to forget the Qur'an. And we mentioned a very important point about that because when you, subhanAllah, say I forgot the Qur'an or I forgot this surah or anything like, you know, along those lines, it's it's got a, a, a connotation of complacency that you were lazy, you were, you know, I, I was mentioning to a brother today, we were discussing subhanAllah in Campbellton, and we were saying that Al-Fatiha, we never forget it, you know, because we're constantly reciting it. But when it comes to other chapters, even sometimes in Juz'amma, which a lot of us are constantly reciting because it is the shorter surah uh, and chapters of the Qur'an, even then sometimes we're forgetting some of those chapters. For, unfortunately for many of us, may Allah forgive us, yani, uh, our relationship in the Qur'an or with the Qur'an isn't even as strong as our relationship with our social media, for example. May Allah forgive us, yani, uh, so we try our best, obviously, to get closer sure. and as close yeah, as we can. We've got a relevant comment here. Uh, Brother Muhammad, very true. Nice recitation, such as Sheikh Maher, make you tear up when you don't even know what they are saying. Yeah, uh, wallahi, and uh, uh, that point is very true. Like, uh, I can't begin to emphasize, and I think everybody who does listen understands that and knows that, that even when you don't understand what's going on, or maybe you do understand, but you don't understand the word in a certain verse or an actual verse itself or something like that it does affect you and it does it does move you these are the this is the power of the words of Allah Azza wa Jal and subhanallah even the kafar of Quraysh and the Arabs and the likes yani, that would understand Arabic better than probably all of us of course in our day and age today uh, they didn't want a bar of soap yani. they didn't even want to listen to because they knew and they understood that if they listened to it with an open heart it would affect them Unless arrogance and pride and one, two, three was going to take over. But they knew. And that's one of the reasons they wouldn't even say la ilaha illallah. They knew what the meanings. They knew they knew what, what the, the meanings behind it. They, if they were to contemplate it, they would understand and it would really affect. This is why we see even the people of Nuh alayhi salam. These are, these are subhanAllah, this is the revelation of Allah azza wa jal. The people of Nuh and they would put their fingers in their ear and put their clothes over their heads and one, two, three. The, 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 the words of Allah azza wa jal, wallahi, are so powerful and... and uh, I don't understand how someone would not want to develop this relationship with it, subhanAllah. Uh, anyway, the 11, or the 12th point was utilizing uh, the siwak. And inshallah, to continue with this general etiquette, it's not a separate point. But I wanted to mention, uh, I did uh, advise the brothers generally today. And I advise every teacher, uh, really instill adab in your students. Instill the etiquettes, not just with the Qur'an, even with the teacher, with the ilm and one, two, three. For today, for example, I saw one of the boys, the younger boys, when they were holding the Qur'an, yani they were holding it as if uh, pretty much like this. 
for we need to be very careful the way we the way we touch the Quran, the way we grab the Quran, the way we, <laughs> you know, many many mashaykh. I'm not gonna do it, obviously. <laughs> I won't show it, but I'll sh- I will show you what some of the mashaykh would would. would I would see them holding the Quran, subhanAllah, when they would hold it, they would ho- hold it close to their hearts as if they're protecting it, as if it's something so valuable to them, as if they're cherishing it. But to go put it, for example, right next to your feet, and you know, I'm not saying directing the feet, this can be another question, but the point is to put it right next to your feet, or for example, يعني, even many ulama had very harsh and severe words about putting it on the floor. Some ulama, they allowed it if the floor is completely clean and one, two, three, such as the carpets and masajid يعني, in the carpets and the likes. Some ulama permitted, other ulama had very staunch and severe words. The point is, we should hold the Quran in high value, you know, we should honor the Quran. For when some boys, for example, when they grab, uh, as I said, they grab something, they grab the Quran, they grab it like that and one page is, and then the page is about to rip, you're still grabbing it like that. For this isn't the way of those who honor the Quran. Obviously, no one intends to disrespect the Quran. Because if someone intended to disrespect the Quran, of course, this is disbelief. That's even a bigger problem. But the point is that uh, the way of the Muslim is when we look at the Quran, we touch the Quran, we grab the Quran, we, we should do it in the most honorable way possible. And that's why we said that, and I mentioned that some of the mashayikh and the ulama, you even see them when they grab the Quran or they hold it, they really grab it and place it next to them. Like if they were to trip, if they were to fall, if they were to slip, if they were to whatever, if harm was to, you, you would prefer to, Get harmed yourself than for the Qur'an to get harmed. You know, subhanAllah, this is honoring or a way or a form of honoring the Qur'an. And that's why even some ulama uh, uh, had kalam about grabbing the Qur'an with the right hand or left hand. Uh, uh, some of the ulama regarded that as preferable, preferable and better to grab the Qur'an and touch the Qur'an with the right hand. Some of the ulama. And they said, and they quoted the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha wa ardaha, she says that he used to uh, like using the right pretty much for honorable things, combing his hair, uh, uh, all of these things which are, are, are generally honorable, يعني, he used to like using the right hand. Khalik, يعني, we should, when we uh, uh, look at the Quran, I'm not saying that's a separate point to do that, you don't necessarily need to, because the ulama also say there's no problem grabbing it with the left, with the right, but my point is, well of course, just a side point, sorry, uh, grabbing, we know the Prophet wasallam, the sunnah in general was to give and take with the right, but what I mean is if you have the Quran with you, there is no problem touching it with the left inshallah as long as obviously it's not dirty but the general way of uh, the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam was to use the right with the honorable things and to use the left with the dishonorable things such as going to the toilet and the likes and that's why even the ulama differed and since ramadan when we saw a lot of brothers using it the siwak and that was our last point even some of the ulama brothers and sisters they differed do we use the siwak in the right hand or the left hand you know, is uh, it's the way they looked at it. Uh, uh, you know, is it something of honor or is it something of like cleaning the impurities or cleaning yani, the you know uh, uh, distasteful things and the likes? That's another discussion. The point is honor the Quran as much as you can, even when you're grabbing it, even when you're holding it. Subhanallah. Even that's why some of the ulama, which just some points yani, that are related to the Quran, they even discuss decorating the Quran with gold and silver. Or, or, or decorating the cover or writing the Quran with gold or silver and some of the scholars they said it's disliked um, uh, other scholars they said it's allowed and it's a form of honoring in and of itself and some ulama differed and they said for women they're allowed to and for uh, with regarding the gold and for men they're not the point is the general point regarding what I mentioned here is uh, honoring the Quran even when you grab it 
you know, we spoke about honoring it through recitation, reciting the way it's meant to be recited, contemplating all of these things are honoring it, memorizing, but even grabbing it and touching it and the likes. And, and this Sheikh, in reality as well, we've discussed this many times before, when you honor the Quran, the Quran in, in reality, you're honoring yourself. Of course, exactly. Because all honor is through Allah's religion <coughs> and through Allah's right. words. And Allah's words are the most high. And exactly. we make ourselves high and, and noble and honorable when we honor what Allah Allah's honor. words exactly. most supreme and high. A hundred percent. And and subhanAllah it's it's what what when you honor uh, Allah Azza wa Jal and, and respect Allah Azza wa Jal and you honor what Allah has honored and the sha'air and the rituals and the likes, Allah will honor you. And Allah will raise you, subhanAllah, and and He will raise your ranks. Just look at the parents, for example. Allah commanded you to honor your parents. When you honor your parents, Allah will honor you. And Allah will give you, and Allah will provide for you even more, and bless you, and etc. And 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 same thing with the words of Allah. The more you read, the more you honor, the more you one, two, three, the more Allah will give you. And Subhanallah, even regarding the thanks, Sheikh, and we just had uh, the Eid, and you know, to give thanks to Allah, and we constantly give thanks, and that's a whole other point that can be discussed in other lessons about Ramadan, and even thanking Allah, just thanking Allah Azza wa Jal, and asking Him to accept that He allowed us to see Ramadan. For when you th- when you give more thanks, Allah will give you more. We all know, and we've heard Alhamdulillah the verses, and we've probably even memorized that most of us and the likes. For just be very careful, brothers and sisters, if you see your kid, if you see yourself, if you see your family member, if you're a teacher. And you see your students, and inshallah, after next week, possibly, we can dedicate a lesson for the teachers. Um, uh, very important that you don't just let it slide. You don't just let it go. You know, uh, uh, um, as I said, a brother holding, you know, I don't want to do it with the Quran. So just as I mentioned, but with the laptop, a brother holding the Quran, the Quran like this, it, it, it's not right. And it's not, it's not respectful. And even if, for example, uh, 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 you don't see the Quran being harmed in the sense of the pages are fine and the likes, uh, it's it's not a form of respect and honor. It's not a form. Even though he doesn't intend anything, it's still not a form. And over time, anyway, the one that knows if he's had a Quran for a while, he, he'll know the effect that the, the actions like that will have on the Quran. And it will end up being a means of the pages tearing. And it will end up being a means of the pages wearing out. And it will end up being a means of, um, uh, I, I, I forgot what this is called, يعني, but the point is, uh, it will end up being a means of this breaking or wrecking. So I've seen some brother sticky taping and, and the likes. Even even some ulama, and these are just general points once again, just for our knowledge, they even spoke against يعني, uh, 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 teachers when they correct for their students. I'm not saying fatwa or anything here. I'm just saying some ulama have spoken about it, that the teachers here and the mashaykh, whatever, can go back inshallah ta'ala and revise the words of the ulama. Some of them have even spoken against uh, the, the, the muhafidhun, the ones that uh, other people memorize on their hands. They've spoken about even correcting or putting notes on the Qur'an for the student. You know, A lot of the teachers, when they put notes for their students, maybe they underline or they highlight a word or they write on the Qur'an. Some of the ulama spoke against this as well. Others have allowed it because of the, the, the need يعني, for the student to go back and correct the mistakes. But the point is, the, the point we're trying to get to here in this, in this lesson يعني, is look at the extent and look at how much they desired to honor the Qur'an. So take it very seriously, inshaAllah ta'ala. Sheikh, before we continue, we have a few comments. I'll just mention one and have another issue I'd like to mention after it. Uh, brother makes, Allahumma ja'alna min ahl al-Qur'an. Amen. Amen. Now, Sheikh, I wanted, I've been wanting to do this for a while, but I think now is, is a suitable time. Uh, we'd like now, for any of our brothers and sisters who remember what Sheikh Abu Bakr, may Allah preserve him, who's gone back overseas, he Amen. mentioned in the last episode we had on maintaining a relationship with the Quran after Ramadan, 
how you can be from Ahlul Quran, what the ulama mentioned. He mentioned five things. Yeah. Whoever gets it right in the comment section on Al Bayan Radio YouTube channel or Facebook Australia, ASWJ Facebook Australia, we're streaming live on both of them right now. Whoever gets it right, who are Ahlul Quran, according to what the Sheikh mentioned in the last uh, podcast we had or the live uh, last live program, we will send him uh, uh, Al Bayan Radio Wi Fi Radio uh, for free. <laughs> uh, this free, is a great opportunity. Free <laughs> delivery in Sydney. Or you can pick up from a radio station uh, in, in Belmore. You can so tell, Sheikh, you're waiting for that to yes, mention it. I'm looking somewhere. for the right <laughs> link. So the, the question once again is, what are the characteristics to be from Ahlul Quran? And I'm referring to what Sheikh Abu Bakr mentioned in our previous al Live on maintaining a relationship with the Quran after Ramadan. You have to leave the right answer on our YouTube channel, al Radio Australia, or ASWJ Australia Facebook page in the comments. We'll give you to the end of tonight's program. The first right answer gets the prize. <laughs> Free Al Bayan Radio, uh, Al Bayan Wi Fi Radio. Inshallah, Allah fikum. And, and, and uh, even though he most likely will not hear a shout out to Sheikh Abu Bakr, Wallahi, a, a gem yani, for the Australian community Allah specifically and, and uh, the worldwide community yani, on a larger scale. Wallahi, uh, uh, amazing character, amazing uh, uh, man. Uh, we haven't sat with him once except we benefited. May Allah Azza wa Jal bless him and bless his da'wah. Uh, number 12, Sheikh, unless there's a, another comment. We've got like him, to, we'll leave him. We'll continue. Inshallah we'll come back to him later. Number 12, um, now to, to get into the 12th etiquette, is of course to mention the basmala and the isti'adha uh, when reciting the Quran. Um, the majority of the ulama, they regarded these as mustahab actions, as uh, 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 recommended actions. Allah Azza wa Jal, He says, فَإِذَا قَرَأْتَ الْقُرْآنَ فَاسْتَعِذْ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ So when you want to recite the Qur'an, or when you recite the Qur'an, seek refuge in Allah or with Allah from shaitan, the outcast. And there are different ways in the sunnah which have come regarding uh, seeking refuge with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from shaitan. There's over four or five and they're authentic. And then there are others as well which have been narrated and some of the ulama classified them as not authentic. And, and uh, the, the main one, and the one that was preferred by the majority of the ulama was, of course, the one that we generally say, A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitanir Rajim. And this isn't to get into anyway the, the, the many different forms. Inshallah, that can be taken in the actual, once again, as I mentioned, often classroom, classroom setting. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded us that if we want to recite the Quran or when we recite, to seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the shaitan. And, and uh, if Allah azza wa jal has commanded that, uh, we do this then obviously from the etiquettes with Allah Azza wa Jal is that we obey his command and from the etiquettes when reciting his word and his book uh, subhanahu wa ta'ala is that we do seek refuge with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the shaitan and as I said regarding the other forms it's actually very interesting a much larger door that we're not going to open now but even some of the reciters for example the 10 uh, qurra as we know the mutawatir uh, qiraat uh, some of them actually preferred others over others and different ones over different ones but that's a, that's a different topic inshallah a different uh, door to open which we'll leave as for the basmala uh, saying or the saying of Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim and I'll just quickly mention a side point which can be of benefit some of the ulama they said that the asal is we mentioned Bismillah not regarding the recitation of the Quran but whenever we do anything for example and we want to begin we say Bismillah uh, and then when the text has came that we add Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim that's when we do that so we say for example when we eat Bismillah some people they ask, can we say or should we say or is it better to say Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim? Uh, many of the ulama uh, 
have mentioned that it is better to say Bismillah because the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said Samillah, say Bismillah pretty much, mention the name of Allah and it's not mentioned that he mentioned in these specific cases Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim. So when we do anything generally, we say Bismillah. But when there is a text that we do add Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim, then we add that and we do say that. And that's like the recitation. We say Bismillah Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim. And the Basmala, of course, uh, uh, translated generally, whenever we do an action, the ulama, they say it's as if there's something that is uh, uh, not mentioned specifically. Uh, it's like it's not there, uh, written and the likes, but it's it's uh, implied. So when we say Bismillah and we write, for example, it's like we're saying Bismillah Aktub. In the name of Allah or by the name of Allah, I write or I start this action of writing accompanied by the name of Allah. When I drink, I say Bismillah, yani, Bismillahi Ashrab. When I eat, Bismillahi Akul, to the end of it. For it's very important that we start our actions uh, with the name of Allah Azza wa Jal, seeking Barakah and many other, of course, uh, reasons which are obviously taught in week to week lessons. Uh, for it's very important. For when we start the recitation of the Quran from the beginning of the chapter, we say Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. There is one chapter of the Quran that we do not do this in, and I'll leave that inshallah to the brothers and sisters if someone would like to drop a comment regarding which one that chapter is. Uh, and inshallah, then we can further comment on that if, if they do that. Now, so we said when we begin the recitation from the beginning of a chapter, we say Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. For example, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, Atta Amrullah, Alif Lamim, etc. Insha'Allah Ta'ala, that's, that's known. And as we said, the majority of the ulama, uh, they mentioned it is mustahab, it is recommended to do this. Even some ulama went as far as saying that it is not classified. If one does not do this and he's reading the whole Qur'an, it's not classified as a full khatma, a full completion of the Qur'an unless he mentioned Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim at the start of every chapter. For if he missed one, for example, some of the ulama would say this isn't even a complete khatma because he missed something. And other ulama, they did classify it as, as a complete uh, khatma. Sheikh, now we've got a few brothers and sisters who've answered your question. Um, chapter 9, Surah Very number 9. Good. Yes, Alhamdulillah. Uh, Tawbah, Surah Tawbah doesn't start with Bismillah. Brother That's Abdullah and Brother Muhammad, and I can't see the other. And one. can we further, inshallah, get some of the brothers or sisters yani, to comment why they, they may think that is? Why, dear brothers and sisters, why yeah. didn't Surah Tawbah? Begin with the Basmala. And actually, interesting point as well, just, just general knowledge regarding the Qur'an. This is also why some of the ulama regarded uh, the the uh, Qur'an to be 113 chapters, not 114, uh, because there wasn't the Basmala in Surah At-Tawbah, for they classified uh, some of the ulama, Al-Anfal, uh, which is the one before, and At-Tawbah as one. Surah uh, 8 and 9 as yes, one surah. subhanAllah. For, because there isn't the Basmala, and uh, inshallah we'll, we'll discuss that when, when, when the brothers or the sisters they, they mentioned that for, uh, yeah. oh, I thought someone already dropped <laughs> no, probably coming writing as we speak <laughs> subhanallah inshallah ta'ala after that we will uh, we'll mention that as I say for, uh, uh, now just quickly since we did mention what to mention at the beginning of the recitation uh, we'll jump over to something I wanted to leave it to next week but I know actually a fair uh, a few people have asked this both when we've been doing the lesson Sheikh, and also privately uh, where they've asked okay what is that dua we, we, we made reference to many lessons ago subhanallah about what do we say after the recitation what do we say after the recitation? But before we get into that, then has someone answered yet? Or <laughs> um, not yet? They've answered to the quiz question. Alhamdulillah. Which is, um, the five for things the, for the five things. That's great. The answer to the question: 
of Sheikh Abu Bakr, the people of the Quran are those who ponder on the Quran and when they act it, and, and, and when they act, it is a form of tadabbur. You mentioned a few, there's a few more things. We mentioned five or six, depending how you word it, but the five, there's a few more you've missed. Um, uh, if you can, uh, inshallah, mention them, we'll come back to your comment later Maybe on. they need to find a French sheikh. Do we give them no, those options? No, I think they just mentioned part of the answer, <laughs> probably on purpose. And what, what's the other one when you give them the options? Uh, uh, multiple choice multiple choice and another one, there was another one um, subhanallah uh, anyway we'll leave it inshallah maybe they can they can mention the rest For what do we say after the recitation uh, there's a beautiful hadith that Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha uh, she mentioned she says ma jalasa rasulullahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam majlisan qat wala tala qur'ana wala salla salah illa khatama thalika bikalimat she says that the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam never sat in any gathering or recited Qur'an. This is the point here for our lesson. Yani he never sat in a gathering. And he never recited Qur'an. Meaning we don't stop it there. <laughs> of course. Or offered any prayer. Except that he concluded. He ended with certain words. What are these words? Qalat. Faqultu ya Rasulullah. She said, I said to the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, O Messenger of Allah, Araka ma tajlisu majlisa, wala tatlu Qur'ana, wala tusalli salatan illa khatamta biha ula'il kalimat. She says, O Messenger of Allah, I see that you never sit in a gathering or recite Qur'an or offer any prayer except you conclude with these words. For what are these words? He said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Qala na'am, man qala khayran khutima lahu taba'un ala thalika al-khayr, wa man qala sharra what are these words? Fahi says, yes, meaning that's correct. Yani, I don't do any of these things except I end it with these words. Whoever spoke good words yani, in that gathering, and of course the Quran is all good and the likes, but whoever spoke any good words because we said that Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha is saying and informing the ummah that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam never sat in a gathering except he would end it with these words. He's replying, yes. Because whoever spoke good, that will be like a seal of goodness for what he did. And whoever spoke bad, whoever spoke ill, then it will be an expiation for. And wallahi, how many are in need of this dua specifically at the end of their gatherings? Because how many times may someone speak ill or bad? They may not even know. For it's very important you at least seal it with goodness. And inshallah, that goodness that you seal it with those words, few words, brothers. And sisters, just a few words can seal that, be a beautiful seal that can end up being an expiation, uh, wipe out pretty much those or that ill speech or bad whatever you mention. For he says, what are these words? Subhanakallahumma bihamdik, uh, la ilaha illa ant. Glory and praise be to you, O Allah. There is no uh, deity worthy of worship except you. I seek your forgiveness and I repent to you. And of course, inshallah, we'll put that in the comments, uh, the comments section, inshallah. Brothers already Jazakumullah. On the boy, On the brothers, brother Ayman, brother Muhammad, Jazakumullah khairan for answering what the Sheikh asked before. Was that what is the dua? Yeah. Oh, that was more like a rhetorical question. Yeah, they put it ready. Allah barik fikum. May Allah bless the brothers. And inshallah ta'ala, you know, we, we are using this because sometimes we might as well uh, uh, forget yani and, you know, uh, subhanAllah, end up just forgetting to mention this. Yeah. And some of us may not even have memorized it. Wallahi, brothers and sisters, I reiterate, just a few words. Sometimes, you know, what, what's it going to take you? Two, three minutes, four minutes, five minutes. And even if it takes you longer than that, what's the big deal? Mention that a few days after each other, before you sleep or in the morning, in the night, once or twice, and you're, you're pretty much done. Subhanallah. For has anyone, Sheikh, mentioned that uh, uh, question about uh, Surah uh, At-Tawbah? 
the reasons why not as yet okay well we'll just get into it inshallah just quickly uh, surah at-tawbah also known as surah al-bara'ah it's mentioned that i said to uthman ibn affan and this is subhanallah ibn abbas radiyallahu ta'ala anhu uh, wa an abihi and, and ibn abbas as we know turjuman al-quran you know habr al-ummah he was uh, the one the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that he made dua to him allahumma allimhu at-ta'wil allah teach him the interpretations you know of the quran look look how beautiful this is that he's asking uthman uh, something about the quran you know sometimes you might be the best at something you might be the the most knowledgeable regarding something but that doesn't negate the fact that you still might learn something in that same field from from others subhanallah for he asked uthman what made you put al-anfal which is one of the mathani next to al-bara'a yani surah at-tawbah another name for it which is one of the mean why did you not put the line bismillahir rahmanir rahim in between them when you put it at the beginning of the rest of as-sab'ut tiwal the yani the long seven surah uthman said the messenger of allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam used to receive revelation of the chapters with many verses when they were revealed he would call his scribes and tell them put these verses in the chapter such and such you know he would tell them exactly where to put uh, the verses al-anfal was one of the first chapters to be revealed in al-madina and al-bara'a which is surah at-tawbah was one of the last parts of the quran to be revealed its stories were similar to the stories mentioned in surah al-anfal so it was thought that it was part of it the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam died without explaining whether it was part of it so they were put next to one another and the line bismillahir rahmanir rahim was not written between them and it meaning surah at-tawbah was put amongst the seven long Uh, Ibn Uthaymin rahimahullah comments, he says, the correct opinion is that there is no basmala between it, meaning Surah At-Tawbah and Al-Anfal. Because the basmala, and this is the point here, because the basmala is a verse of the book of Allah, and if the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did not say to put the basmala between the two chapters, they did not put it between them. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the one who decided and said put the basmala. And he did not tell them to put the basmala between Surah Al-Anfal and Surah At-Tawbah, so they did not write it. Look how eager they were to follow, of course, the Prophet's commands, especially regarding the Quran. But it remains to be said, if he did not give instructions to that effect, why is there a separation between it and Surah Al-Anfal? Why did they not make it one surah? We said, or we say, yes, they did not make it one surah because they were uncertain as to whether it was the same surah as Al-Anfal or they were two separate chapters. So they said, let us make a separation between the two chapters and not write the Basmala. This is the correct opinion concerning the absence of the Basmala. And either way, we know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala preserves uh, uh, the Quran and his book. And this is from the preservation of his book subhanahu uh, wa ta'ala. And uh, uh, Al-Imam An-Nawi rahimahullah ta'ala, he actually mentions as well another point and he says, he should always he should always recite the basmala bismillahir rahmanir rahim at the beginning of every chapter except surah at-tawbah because the majority of scholars said that it is a verse wherever it is written in the mushaf meaning bismillahir rahmanir rahim and it was written at the beginning of all the chapters except surah at-tawbah if he recites at the beginning of every surah then there is certainly or that then there is certainty that he had recited the entire quran or chapter and if he fails to recite the basmala, he has omitted a part of the Quran according according to the majority. And the reason, the, the exact reason as some scholars uh, mentioned why it was not uh, uh, mentioned uh, uh, why it was not uh, why we do not mention the basmala bismillahir rahmanir rahim at the beginning of surah at-tawbah they said because it is uh, a chapter which allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded a lot of uh, bloodshed if you'd like to say and and other things yani in and pretty much if you'd like to put it in the slang no mercy 
no mercy. And obviously, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim is a statement of mercy in the name of Allah, the most gracious, the most merciful. And it could be translated, obviously, in a few other ways. For the point is, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala in this chapter, uh, uh, this chapter came as some ulama also mentioned. It came with the sword. It came with the so sword. It was, it was mentioning, you know, combat, and, combat, and, 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 and things and, like and this. War yeah, against the enemy at that time. That's and, right, exactly. And and, and and as well, it's all in context. Like, of course, uh, many of the brothers and sisters may see uh, some of the enemies of Islam taking it. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right, definitely, one hundred percent. Reciting it out of context completely. Pa- you know what came before, what came after. It. Exactly, and 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 more important, and most importantly, is taking the understanding of the. The, the, the pious predecessors, uh, definitely. And, and as you mentioned so beautifully, Sheikh, so many uh, people, they take the Qur'an out of context, which is why the Qur'an, as we know, can be a means of misguidance for some. Subhanallah. Uh, uh, the Qur'an, some, some brothers and sisters might even be shocked to hear that. How, how can the Qur'an be a misguidance for some? Because of their sicknesses where they take some certain verses out of context or according to their own desires and the likes. And this is there's actually a verse about this in Surah Al-Baqarah and also a hadith about this, subhanAllah, that the misguidance of my ummah is in respect to Al-Laban and, uh, and, and Al-Kitab, the book. And uh, that's another topic as well, inshallah, we can get into. But as you mentioned so beautifully, Sheikh, as well in this chapter, for example, Allah Azza wa Jal mentions the verses we're constantly, constantly, constantly mentioning about the hypocrites and their mocking of the religion. For example, for this verse not only came with the sword and the likes, it also came to expose the hypocrites and their foul nature and the deeds and, and other things. For this is why, as some ulama, they said, the basmala was not mentioned at the beginning because it's a chapter uh, where, uh, or which mentions and which came with all of the things that, that we, did, uh, we did mention. For, uh, going on once again to that point about after the recitation. So now we know what to say, of course, at the start of the recitation. And we know what to say after the recitation. And regards to the prophetic supplications, brothers and sisters, I can't stress enough to stick to the prophetic supplications if they came a certain way, to say them the way that they were mentioned. You know, don't come and say, Wallah, oh, but I'm just adding this. I'm just subtracting this. Maybe it's better like this. No, it's not better. Because if it was better, the Prophet Sallallahu would have definitely come with uh, come with it. For, uh, uh, it's very important. And a, a beautiful hadith which uh, falls into this place is the hadith where the Prophet Sallallahu was teaching a companion one day a dua. And when he was teaching him this dua of, of, of what to say before to sleep before sleeping, one of the parts at the, towards the end is And I believe, يعني, Ya Allah, before we sleep, part of the dua, Ya Allah, I believe in the Prophet which you sent. I believe in the Prophet which you sent. Now we all know that the messenger, the messenger or the status of a messenger is higher than the status of a prophet. The status of a messenger is higher than the status of a prophet. For when the companion went to repeat these words to memorize this hadith, he said, I said, arsalt. And I believe in the messenger, I believe in the messenger which you sent. For the Prophet ﷺ paid very close attention to these brothers and sisters. He said, no. Yani, pretty much, I didn't teach you like that. That's not what I said to you. So here he's teaching the, the companion specifically and the ummah on a larger scale to stick to what he taught. For the companion said, instead of saying, and I believe in the prophet that you sent, he said, and I believe in the messenger that you sent. One word, one word he changed, subhanAllah, didn't even mean anything by it. And this word, the meaning, يعني, the rasul, the messenger, is on a higher status than a prophet. And Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa was both. 
a prophet and a messenger as we know but he still taught him to uh, uh, limit to and restrict himself to that which he taught he taught him Sheikh, we got a comment regarding surah tawbah was it also because surah tawbah was the last to be revealed regarding the question of why there's no basmala uh, wallahu alam that's what um uh, yani we mentioned earlier uh, one of the comments we mentioned by some of the ulama how it was revealed late how it was revealed late and we did mention that uh, when the ulama they said that surah al-anfal was one of the first to be mentioned yani or or, or beginning yani in al-madina and uh, uh, al-bara'a at-tawbah was mentioned after but as for was uh, al- uh, the basmala not mentioned because it was that allahu alam but there definitely is over four or five uh, different commentaries or opinions, if you'd like to say, by the ulama that mention uh, why or that try to yani, get to the bottom of why it wasn't mentioned. For these are uh, these are ulama ijtihad yani. These are what ulama thought to be the most uh, uh, yani uh, uh, precise, if you'd like to say, as to why. Uh, wallahu alam though. I, I I don't recall right now off the top of my head if that is exactly or could that be had been a reason. Wallahu alam. Uh, for that is what to say after the recitation. And inshallah, the last point, Sheikh, we can discuss today. Inshallah, and then if Allah Azza wa Jal wills, we can leave the the last lesson to next week. Is to read my brothers and sisters at times of enthusiasm and wakefulness as much as you can for one of the points we've mentioned previously is to utilize the the, the positions or the times of uh, yani when you have the ability to read pretty much to utilize those times uh, if you have for example free time utilize it the separate point which can even branch off that one is when you're awake when you're active when you're, uh, you know, enthusiastic, read, read. Meaning, don't leave it or don't read the reading of the hypocrites. What do we mean? We know the prayer of the hypocrites when they stand to pray. Uh, 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 they stand to pray in laziness. nas and out of for people to look at them and you know praise them and one two three uh, the minor shirk which we know of showing off. But Allah Subhanahu wa Taala He says, "Ida qamu ila salati qamu kusala." When they stand to pray, they stand in laziness. Some brothers and sisters, their times of wakefulness, their times of enthusiasm, their times of you know being on the ball, probably and possibly the best times for them where they'd be able to perform all of these etiquettes, give the Quran its right, uh, uh, contemplate and ponder upon the Quran, the best times because they're awake, they're awake. We're not talking about the general best times in the day. That's ma'roof, yani, before Fajr, after Fajr and the likes. Those are the best times to memorize, to read and the likes. The time where Allah Azza wa Jal descends, even though some ulama said the best deed uh, uh, you know, towards that time is istighfar. The point is, what I'm trying to say is, would you prefer to read the Qur'an? And would it be easier for you to contemplate upon the Qur'an when you're, for example, half asleep? Or when you're awake, you're agile, you're one, two, three. Of course, but the second one. For utilize these times. And that's why the uh, the Prophet wasallam, he says, أحدكم, When one of you, or if one of you stands up for what? For prayer. He says, فَاسْتَعْجَمَ الْقُرْآنَ عَلَى لِسَانِهِ أو فَاسْتَعْجَمَ الْقُرْآنَ عَلَى لِسَانِهِ فَلَمْ يَدْرِ مَا يَقُولْ فَلْيَطَّجِعُ The Prophet sallallahu says in a narration collected in Muslim, uh, narrated by Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he says that the Prophet sallallahu said, when any one of you stands up for the prayer at night and finds it difficult to recite the Qur'an accurately, properly, yani once again like this, when he stands up now, he's out of it, as, you, as you'd like to say, and he's unaware of what he's reciting, he should go back to sleep. Go back to sleep, subhanAllah. Why? Because even in another hadith, it's mentioned at the end of it, he could actually curse himself. You know, imagine, and Ibn Uthamin, rahimahullah, has a beautiful commentary on this. Uh, I would have loved to put it in, I really uh, probably should have, yani, it would have been an immense benefit. For he mentions one of the points is, 
You might, because you're, you're out of it, you're half asleep, you might intend to ask Allah for Jannah and instead you're asking for Jahannam. You, you know, so it's true. And, and you might intend to ask Allah for uh, uh, guidance, you're asking for misguidance. You know, we all know the, the dua we, we all make, inshallah ta'ala, and we've heard it almost every day in, in Ramadan. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana. Allah grant us in the dunya goodness and in the hereafter goodness. Imagine someone saying that and as he's making dua and he's half a step, he's making kunut, he's out of it. And he, instead of hasana, he changes the word to dalalah or sayyia or whatever it is, يعني, that, that, that connotes a, a negative meaning. Uh, meaning. Uh, uh, the Prophet wasallam once again, he says, when any one of you stands up for salah at night and finds it difficult to recite the Quran accurately. So if this is for salah, the ulama also said even just general recitation. If someone's not all there, يعني, uh, 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 then uh, do what the Prophet said and rest. That's why even some ulama had words that if someone wakes up, for example, يعني, let's say uh, uh, you wake up at 4 o'clock and Fajr is at 5.30, for example, يعني, uh, if you're completely out of it and you know that if you go to the prayer like that, in that state, you're going to be finished. As you know, in a slang, you're going to be gone. For some of the ulama here would say, and they've given fatawa uh, similar in meaning to other questions, to rest a little bit, rest a little bit before that time, especially if you're sure you're going to wake up, yani, rest a bit, refresh, and then go. Rest a bit, refresh, and then go. For as I said, brothers, just like we don't want to pray, the prayer of the hypocrites, we don't want to read the reading of the hypocrites as well. And there's there, there, there's many uh, comments we can make about that. And the Prophet wasallam showing us that if we're not going to give the prayer, for example, it's complete right. He told us to do what we need to do first. When he said, That there is no prayer, you know, when the food has been presented. Ibn Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu, uh, I think we mentioned this, Sheikh, when we had our series on the the common mistakes in prayer or something like this. We mentioned Ibn Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu and it's an authentic athar that he would hear the recitation and still be eating. Why? Because the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's words are clear. There is no prayer. And the majority of the ulama, of course, understood this uh, as yani, the prayer will not be complete because obviously the khushu' will not be there. And the tranquility, the focus, all of these things will not be there if the food is present. If the food is present, nor when he needs to go to the toilet, pretty much. Nor when he needs to uh, do his thing. For here, if we're uh, uh, advised yani, to finish off these things first, so that we can focus in the prayer, the same thing. And that's what Abu Darda, there's a beautiful saying, he says, min rajul, From the understanding and the fiqh. Uh, of a man min rajul an he says that from the understanding of a man and the fiqh of a man is that he begins with his need first he begins with his need first yani sometimes you need to do something so quick and you're able to do it you're able to do it but you say I'll do it after the prayer so when you're in the prayer Especially if there's a lot of time, of course, we're not talking about if you're going to miss the prayer. But when you're in the prayer, you completely, all you're thinking about is that, that thing. And you're not even concentrating at all on the prayer. For Abu Darda, rahimahullahu ta'ala, wa radiyallahu ta'ala anhu, he says, from the understanding of a man is that he begins with his need. He completes and fulfills his need, then he goes to the prayer whilst his heart is empty. وَقَلْبُهُ فَارِغْ Whilst his heart is empty Because then he can really give the prayer its right The Qur'an, the recitation, its right and the likes But this is very important brothers and sisters The point going back to it Is that to read that times of enthusiasm and wakefulness But I do want to make a side point which is very important We've been asked about this multiple times before What about if someone goes to read Say he's awake, he's enthusiastic So he goes to read and for example He reads the first line and he's uh, 
and starts, you know, uh, uh, yawning and this, and it gets a bit lazy, and I don't know what. There's a lot to say, wallahi, about that point, but try not to uh, uh, confuse, for example, shaitan's tactics and aims to distract you and get you tired in one, two, three, with the natural tiredness because of your body and the likes. If I try, of course, to always strive against yourself and push and read and pray and one, two, three, even if you're tired. But if you do get to the point where you're absolutely finished, yani, and you really don't understand what you're saying and the likes and what you're reading, then here, of course, the Prophet ﷺ did tell us to uh, to rest and then inshallah ta'ala go back to that. Shaykh, can we get to some of the questions? Yeah, inshallah, I'll, I'll, we can end with some I'll, of the I'll questions. I'll mention the ones that are related first to the topic, and then I'll get to some of the general comments. We're going to start off with our viewers on uh, Facebook, ASWJ Australia page, and our YouTube channel, Al Bayan Radio Australia. Keep the comments and questions coming, and we'll try to get to them. Uh, Assalamu alaikum. What should we do if the Quran we own is falling apart? The hardcover has come off. It's fragile. Uh, if the Quran, the, the hard copy, of yeah, course, they, they is falling the, apart. Yeah. Well, here there's there's a lot of a lot of things you can do. First and foremost, Johnny, if it's possible to still be utilized, of course, and read from and the likes, and you can repair it, repair it, of course. Don't just let it, you know, fall apart and and whatever you don't care, and the pages are ripping and things like this. But if it's possible to still benefit from it, that's the point. The, the, really, really, the main point, and a lot of the words of the ulama regarding this, because obviously many of the ulama, past and present, have been asked about what do we do. Uh, with the Quran if we want to uh, dispose يعني, like do we burn it do we uh, bury it do, what do we do the, the, the question here is can you utilize it or not can you utilize it better can it be utilized can it be read from and the likes is it clear etc if it can repair it in, in, in a way that is, is best I, I, I'm not the most familiar يعني, with the repairing aspect but I know sticky tape for example does it and the likes يعني, uh, generally speaking that does a good job if you can do a better job than sticky tape I'm not too sure how Office that works and the likes has certain tape for, yeah, it, for to repair yeah. all books that have that type of hardcover yeah, if, if that's possible that's that's obviously great يعني. let's just say one can't uh, do that and, and or it's not able to be benefited from or utilized in the likes and one does want to dispose of it here there's no problem of course as some of the scholars they said burning it or burying it and some of the ulama said what is best is to burn it and then bury it burn it and then bury whatever's left yani that's the best thing to do as some of the scholars they've mentioned but if there is as i said the quran that can still be utilized in that you know don't don't jump from quran to quran like i, I had a couple of students subhanallah i always tell my students regarding quran please bring your own quran and try to stick to that quran Try to stick to that Quran, especially if you're a teacher that does write notes or or a comment or circle or underline or a dot or something to to uh, uh, get the student to pay attention to that part. I strongly advise the teachers get your students to really get one Quran. That way, what that way you're not writing in five, six different Qurans, ten different Qurans at one page he's written on. Then the guy gets a new Quran, then another page over there. No, khala, stick to that one and that's it. For the point is anyway. Uh, inshallah Taala, yani, that's clear. This is the, the questioner, I think it was. Uh, Jazakallah khair. I'll still read from it. Allah barik fiqh. Just a side now, we're getting some comments here thinking that there's many different Qur'ans. The Sheikh is referring to copies of the Qur'an. The Qur'an is one, dear brothers and sisters. <laughs> and uh, don't let anyone tell you anything otherwise. Alhamdulillah, Islam, from the miracles that the Prophet ﷺ was given, the greatest miracle is the Qur'an, the words of Allah, and has been preserved and protected by Allah for 15 centuries and as Muslims we should be honored that we don't have 80 different books that men rewrote and continue writing and new editions exactly. the Quran is one Allah's book 
is one, dear brothers and sisters, don't let any of these kuffar or fitna makers or stirrers or deviants tell you anything else. The Quran is one, Allah's book is one. Walhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Let's not go sidetrack too much. Uh, Brother Zubair says, Jazakumullahu Khairan. Uh, the Quran is benefit, and benefit comes from Quran. Always excited for this series. Alhamdulillah. Barakallah fiqh. Um, regarding uh, what you were saying about avoiding distractions, uh, Brother Muhammad asks, is this the same in Ramadan or is it best to break one's fast with a date, pray Maghrib, and then continue with uh, the food? Well, a, a, a lot of the times, unfortunately, it's what our own hands put forth anyway, Yani, by us placing the you know the complete whole table full of food and then things like this. But at the end of the day, I, I will answer with a fatwa that was, if I recall correctly, given by Sheikh Ibn Uthameen, rahimahullah ta'ala, and say it's Maghrib time he mentioned, and obviously the brother maybe wants to go get jama'ah in the in the prayer. And these are ulama that viewed the jama'ah in the, in the mosque, sorry, as wajib, of course. So he said, if the food is already out, Let's say the wife put the food out or the uh, mother put the food out or the father put the food and the brother put the food out. <laughs> There's no problem with the brothers, of course, as well, putting the food out and the likes. But the point is, let's say the food is out. Here, ideally, the sheikh said, inform them, get them to put the food out after you come back from the prayer. But he said, if the food is already out and the likes, there's no problem with eating and actually missing the jama'ah and inshallah praying uh, when you get back. But the point is about the distractions. Uh, is it about the distractions or the food specifically? I think the, both the food well, and the distractions. distractions. Any distraction, I'm not going to call the food the distraction. Distractions, let's say like the TV, the phones, etc. Get that out of the way completely in Ramadan and outside of Ramadan. But, 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 the, but the intellectual person and the rational person and the likes, of course, will know that in Ramadan it's, it's a more serious matter. Why, no. why would you allow yourself to get distracted by these these things in, in, in a time which is so much more blessed than other times and other seasons and, and things like this? But as for um, food and the likes, the ideal thing, of course, is to break your fast on something small as the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ was. Fresh dates, dried dates, uh, dates in general, uh, water, whatever it is. The point is break your fast, of course, and then pray and then uh, go back and inshallah continue what you, you Sheikh, need related to, to this brother Yasin asked, and what's the ruling on the one who doesn't relieve himself Whilst prayer, uh, what's the ruling on that? I think uh, if he prays without relieving himself. He's yeah, still if he pray, yeah, if holding he, it as we say. Yeah, if he prays without re- relieving himself, uh, I'll summarize the whole the whole the whole topic. Yani the prayer, of course, is accepted. Insha'Allah Taala, according to the vast majority, and and definitely, Insha'Allah Taala, it is. But of course, his reward will be diminished. It'll be less. Okay, and uh, just, just sorry, just like any other distraction, once again, just like any other distraction. Meaning now, if you're praying and you start thinking about other stuff other than the prayer, is your prayer gonna be like the one that is praying fully concentrated? Of course not. For why is food and here the uh, uh, the, the the need to go to the bathroom mentioned? Because of course, if someone's really hungry. In a, which is another point you know, if there's food there but you're not even hungry you just ate you don't even want to think about food here that's not what the hadith is the hadith telling you now to still eat even though you're, <laughs> you're done no of course not the point is the distraction aspect and ruining that khushur and ruining that one two three For if one is holding it in uh, whether it's a number one or two um, uh, uh, the prayer is still accepted if he prays as long as obviously he doesn't break the wudu you know uh, uh, without going into detail regarding that so inshallah ta'ala uh, that's the case Brother Muhammad asks uh, uh, alaikum. Is, uh, is learning the seerah of the Prophet more important first or learning the Quran first? Uh, is this all the same Brother Muhammad? Because Allahumma barik, there's a lot of no, questions from Brother Muhammad. Okay. <laughs> this is the first Brother Muhammad. He asked another nice question. What a beautiful name. 
والله يعني محمد a beautiful name our last uh, and final prophet اللهم بارك يعني I absolutely love the name Muhammad and the names of all the prophets which Allah عز وجل sent to sent to mankind anyway uh, the question sorry Sheikh what was that <laughs> uh, should Is learning the seerah of the Prophet ﷺ more important first or learning the Qur'an first? Well, it's it's like when brothers ask, should I learn, for example, Arabic or this? Or should I learn, you know, Qur'an or Arabic? Yeah, hand in hand. Huh? Yeah, go, why, why, would you, why would you not allow it to go, to go hand in hand? Uh, uh, put it like this. If someone studies the seerah uh, but doesn't act by the Qur'an, okay, what's he, what's he have? And if someone studies the Qur'an and doesn't act by the seerah, because the seerah is the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the sunnah, if you'd like to say, really, يعني, the seerah, the way of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, his life, his biography, etc. But the point is the Qur'an, the sunnah, the seerah, if you'd like to say, uh, hand in hand, hand in hand. And you remind me of the famous statement that we used to teach our, the Salaf used to say, we teach our children Maghazi yes, like we used to teach them a surah from the Quran. <laughs> Beautiful. So they exactly. did not separate it. It's hand 100%. in hand. Like the istikhara, like the maghazi, the seerah and the likes. Exactly, Sheikh, like you mentioned. Okay, uh, let's see if we've got a few more questions uh, related to the uh, topic. Um, Allahumma barik, thank you for sharing your knowledge about respecting the Quran. Barakallah fiqhi or fiqh. Um, let's see. Uh, there was one here. When's the best time to make dua? Uh, what, what, when is the best time for du'a to be answered, please? Uh, I think, Sheikh, do, do, do we have a series or a lesson on this before? Maybe, يعني, Allahu A'lam. The point is, anyway, uh, obviously, du'a, uh, we make du'a at all times and any times and the likes, but there is certain times or certain uh, states that one may be in where uh, uh, du'a, Uh, what I mean states, by the way, not states as in uh, New South Wales and Victoria and the likes, but what I mean state as in uh, circumstances or situations uh, where one may be in where the dua is more likely to be answered. But uh, firstly, Allah Azza wa Jal, he says, if my uh, servant or my slave uh, asks you of me, indeed I am need, uh, I answer the supplication of the supplicator. When he supplicates, so let him call unto me to the end of the verse. So uh, we call unto Allah Azza wa Jal, our maker, our creator, our sustainer, our provider, our king. Uh, we call unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at all times. But as we mentioned, there are certain times where dua is, is more likely to be answered than others. Some of the actual times, Sheikh, of course, we know the last third of the night where our, our creator, the king of kings, descends to the lowest heaven in a way which befits his, his majesty. And he asks, is there anyone calling on to me so I may give him? Is there anyone asking for my forgiveness so I may forgive him to the end of the hadith? When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala descends to that last third of the night, this is one of, if not the most blessed part, the most blessed part in the entire day, in the entire night. يعني, uh, this is one of the times. Another time is at the time of rain. Another time is in between the adhan and the iqama. What some of the ulama they said uh, the adhanan, يعني the two adhans, meaning the adhan and the iqama. This is also another blessed time. And uh, some of the states, for example, when one is a traveler, uh, when one is one is oppressed. This is very important as well. The topic of oppression and the concept of oppression. We never ever forget, my brothers and sisters, whatever you're going through and whatever anyone is going through. When someone is oppressed, Allah subhanahu wa taala will answer the dua, the dua of a parent for their child and and things like this. For, uh, I'm sure there's there's many lessons that have been given regarding these in, in more detail and inshallah maybe once again we can actually set aside because this is a very important topic very Shaykh, important we've got topic. an answer to the question alhamdulillah uh, I, I, I can't even keep up anymore with which yeah, questions they're, they're, it's going uh, <laughs> going crazy a lot of questions and comments and brothers and sisters answering each other's questions and 
some funny questions in between. Uh, sister Inaam, I think it is. Assalamu alaikum. To answer, the answer to the question is read the Quran, memorize the Quran, learn tajweed of the Quran, to double ponder over the Quran, implement the Quran. Excellent. Khalas, alhamdulillah, uh, that's done. So you're, that's, uh, inshallah, for the, the, this sister, we will uh, send you uh, a radio, al uh, Wi-Fi radio, ta'ala, free delivery if you're in Sydney. Uh, inshallah, we'll get in contact with you later on. Um, another question, Nasim, how does one balance memorization of the Quran with his secular studies? Nasim Najib. Nasim Najib, may Allah bless you, Habibi Nasim. Good question. A very important question. Um, once again, Wallahi, yani, just just to clarify that these questions, I think, <laughs> Wallahi, we can make like a podcast out of every single question, really. But the point is, uh, everything everything is to be done in uh, uh, any balance in moderation you know uh, we all know the the the, the hadith of nafaqa uh, hanzala you know hanzala was a companion he 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 one day he went you know he's out on the streets hanzala became a hypocrite or hanzala's a hypocrite I mean, this is a companion. Look how they used to fear hypocrisy for themselves. They never were prideful, boastful, etc. For then Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he says, Handala in the street saying he's a hypocrite. What's going on? You know, what's the matter? For then Handala, he says, when we're with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we're on this pretty much to, to paraphrase and summarize, on this iman boost, iman high. But then when we, you know, it's as if we can, when he speaks about Jannah, it's as if we can see it. When he speaks about the fire, it's as if we can see it. Subhanallah. Then he says, but when we go back to our families, our businesses, etc., you know, it obviously drops because as we know, Iman, it increases and it decreases. Belief, my brothers and sisters, sometimes you're up there, sometimes you're feeling a bit low and down. It's it's, it's very normal, subhanAllah. For then Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu started thinking the same. All right, let's go to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. They told him exactly, exactly what happened and what Hanbala mentioned. And once again, this is summarizing uh, the, the, the topic, the story. And you can find, of course, in the, the books of the Sunan. The, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the main point for this, this question is he said, there's a time for this and there's a time for this. You know, oh, Hanzala, there's a time for this, there's a time for this. For same thing with the Quran uh, and secular studies, uh, wallah, I, uh, someone who's involved in this, this kind of field and, and, and has been involved in it or wants to be involved in it, they should understand or they will understand, inshallah, that it's not even a problem. Believe me, it's not even a problem. So was the question about memorization, Sheikh? The question, how does one secular? balance yep. memorization okay, of the Quran good. with the secular study? Memorization, look, I'll give you an example. The, the tahfid programs which are usually done full-time are about four to five hours a day, four to five days a week. Approximate, yani, give or take. For, for every tahfid program that you'll see, four to five days a week, four to five hours a day. That's a full-time tahfid program. Meaning, I'm talking about the ones I know in Sydney. Uh, around the world, there's obviously uh, uh, in some countries and the like, some programs, there's much more uh, 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 heavier, yani, if you'd like to say, conditions or timings and the likes. But the point is what? That's a full-time Quran student. So we've got to ask the brother, okay, uh, secular studies, yes, yeah, Sheikh? Okay, what are you studying? Uh, 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 how much time does your studies demand? And Alhamdulillah, I, I obviously done the Bachelor of Psychology and a few other things as, as the brothers and sisters, many of them are, are well aware of. I still had a lot of time on, on, on my hands, alhamdulillah. Especially especially if you're not someone who's out giving da'wah or who's out one, two, three. For generally speaking, I don't know why it'll be a problem. But it once again depends about what you're studying, how much time it demands and the likes. But let me give you something to start off with if you haven't started. Inshallah, the brother Nasim, uh, Najib, you can reach out inshallah on a personal level and we can discuss, maybe even set you a little program and the mention likes. Mention your contact details at the end. Inshallah. inshallah. For the, the point here is, the point here is, 
let's just say I'll give you something to start off for all the brothers and sisters. Okay, you got your reading, beautiful. What you got to do really is just check out your time. Suss out your time as they say. If you got an hour, all right, see what are you going to do in that hour? Don't lose your reading. Don't lose your revising of what you memorize and don't lose your memorization. Try to balance it. Split the time, whatever you want to say. The point is, what do you need? What are your goals? What are your objectives? If you memorize a line a day, do you want to memorize five lines, half a page, a page? What do you want to do? Sometimes you might be able to do more, sometimes less. Holiday season, not holiday season. Uh, uni might be five days. Uni might be two days. TAFE might be one day. Uh, wallah, I, I'm not too... You might have work. You might have not to work. I don't know. The point is, you wake up for Fajr, Habibi. You pray Fajr, inshallah, in the masjid. You, you go back home. These days, you're getting home even if you pray Fajr in the masjid. Even if the imam lengthens the prayer, you're getting home, for example, we pray at Auburn 5.30. You're getting home at 6 o'clock. Even if the imam lengthens the prayer and you live 10 minutes away, you're getting home at 6 o'clock. Can we not find half an hour, an hour, for example, after Fajr, forget the rest of the day, after Fajr, can we not find that too? Uh, 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 for example, set aside for the Quran memorizing. If you really can't, can you not find somewhere else, for example? But there's so much to say. But really, just look at your time, look at your schedule. And I guarantee anybody and everybody and anyone and everyone, I guarantee you, you will be able to put time and find time to uh, uh, for memorization. But just don't forget your sheikh. That's another point. I don't want to get into it because so we don't, don't, don't. But don't forget your sheikh and the sheikh that you're going to memorize on, inshallah. Work out something between him and you'll definitely, inshallah, find the time. Now, we have. We've been asked a few times, do you recommend any any tahfid program? Uh, I, I don't, I'm not going to get into the programs that are out there, meaning the exact names and the likes in Sydney, uh, Wallahu A'lam. But uh, uh, I think this can come, Sheikh, in something that maybe we can even dedicate 10, 15 minutes to next week, which is Inshallah. just tips for memorizing. Uh, 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 who, who asked that, Sheikh? Is there uh, a... I've got it a few times. A brother in Melbourne asked, do you okay. know any in Melbourne? And another brother asked, is there anyone, anything you recommend in Sydney? Oh, so they're asking about actual programs. Yeah, programs Wallah, yeah. we have great, um, uh, beautiful mashayikh uh, heading uh, great programs. Uh, Sheikh Bassam, for example, in Punchbowl. Uh, uh, also Sheikh Mu'tasim uh, uh, and Sheikh Abdul Salam. Not Sheikh Abdul Salam Zawd, uh, even though he is great. Allahumma <laughs> barik lahu. But also uh, 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 the other Sheikh Abdul Salam. I'm not too sure of his last name, not too familiar. But he's with Sheikh Mu'tasim in Punchbowl Mosque anyway. Um, uh, but I, 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 I do know of, of a few that can, as I said, get in touch if you're in Sydney. You'd like to join a program. But as for, um, uh, once again, without a program, that's when we can dedicate certain tips for memorization, inshallah ta'ala. In Melbourne, I'm not too sure, but you can reach out to the brothers at HIYC, inshallah. That's right. Excellent. Uh, uh, Sheikh Abu Ayman, I'm sure, would know, would know someone there. This is, this is a good question. Is it better to perfect your reading before memorizing? I stop memorizing, I need to read more. And, and... And uh, what's the comment there? Well, that's it. There ends there. And getting uh, my reading better. Sorry. Yeah. So I think um there was yeah, so okay if that was the completion to the question that's good because maybe that was two points there which was uh, uh, the second point was uh, I stopped my memorization to read more. Uh, if it just stopped there, that's one thing. But going into we got the tech team. Alhamdulillah. Oh. Allah bless the brother. He he really spoils us. What a, what a champion. Allahumma barik lahu. Jazakallah khairan. <laughs> Um, it's better late than never, as they say. I, I, maybe he wants us to go for, till Fajr, maybe. Now, we've got another coffee delivery. This has become a norm of the program. It's like our little break. I was gonna, we're not going to call it smoko break, <laughs> as they do at work. <laughs> What's that? Now, the zur is off camera <laughs> later on, inshallah. Jazakallah khairan. Um, coffee break is, is, normal, is normal now for the program. You know, we just uh, you know, lighten up a bit. Alhamdulillah. Um, I think 
Sheikh is drinking. What are you drinking? Again, I don't Sheikh? even know. To you be know honest, I, I usually get I usually get a double shot macchiato. Once they put me the triple shot, but Allahu alam. I spoke to a brother here that owns a few cafes. Um, he told me after the double shot, you don't really feel it much anymore. You'd know, Sheikh. Ah. I, think. I don't know. Hello, I didn't really feel much of a difference, but when I found out after it's a triple shot, I said Allahu billah. This is a this is a double shot piccolo. Um, Maybe some of the brothers and sisters can let us know how how they drink Hello, their coffee. The, the, some of the brothers they can't have any milk. It's just it's just got to be yeah. you know an espresso, double espresso, straight coffee. They said milk. What do you mean? Maybe no. maybe that's uh, for a few. Like uh, uh. <laughs> I can't drink like I can't drink uh, like um, cappuccinos or lattes. Yeah, they taste yeah. like milkshakes now. Yes, yeah, really some can't either, but for other reasons, Sheikh too, like the lactose intolerance and the like. Yeah, some brothers issue. don't even some brothers and sisters don't even know they're lactose intolerant. But you know, Subhanallah. Anyway, for that, that question, Sheikh. Uh, yes, so the question, let's get back to it, is is it better to perfect your reading before memorizing or stop memorizing only to read more and get my reading better? Well, well once again, so, yani, these questions are, are great questions, but there's just so many things to comment about it and so many angles to address it by. When you say perfect your reading, one of the points here, we mentioned this previously, according to the majority of ulama, according to the majority, uh, uh, once again, not coming with a, a, a choice here, decision, etc., just shedding light on the matter, according to the majority, the, the usage and utilization of tajweed and the likes is sunnah. It's not even wajib. For when we say perfect the reading, are you able to read? Are you, are you, when you memorize, are you memorizing correctly and the likes? This is why it's so important to have a sheikh there to guide you. Have a sheikh there to be with you and the likes. For if we're talking about you know how to read and the likes, I do advise memorize. And this is one of the manahij. But if you're going to memorize and you're not implementing any tajweed, any makharij, then I do advise dedicate the time first. Dedicate the time first to trying your best to come near perfection. Because the second point, and once again, you can address this from multiple, multiple points and angles, but I'll limit it to this inshallah. The second point is, okay, what is perfecting? Wallah, you know, you might get a brother, he spent years in Tajweed and Makharij. He goes, reads on a sheikh, but this sheikh, for example, is even sometimes overly strict that it's as if, subhanAllah, some of the mashaykh used to say, he's the only one that knows how to read Quran. We don't want to get to that level too. We don't want to be like that too. Some brothers and sisters, unfortunately, you know, they get into this field. Then they get so into this field, which is a good thing. But they get so into the field that they end up, or it ends up being as if what only them and their mashaykh know how to read Quran. And it's as if the Quran wasn't revealed except to be read by the elites who've spent 10 years, you know, uh, practicing or tajweed and makharij and Allah. We shouldn't be like that too. Which is why many ulama have given fatawa, don't be so strict. Don't be so staunch as a teacher. For example, spending, you know, a whole lesson or two hour, two, ten hours just on al-isti'adha. A'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajim. Meaning, meaning it's good. You're trying to get the student to recite it correctly. We want that. But at the same time, doing this can have a, 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 a much kind of severe impact a negative impact for some some teachers unfortunately yani, they've gotten to that level or a level where it, they go overboard and they have no mercy on the student and like shouldn't be like that for all the reason i mentioned that all i wanted to mention there about that point is when we say perfecting as long as you're reciting correctly inshallah ta'ala you're not changing the meanings you're not changing the harakat and you're implementing at least some of the rules and the likes inshallah ta'ala i do advise go hand in hand hand in hand until you reach a point where your mashaykh your sheikh your mashaykh your shaykhat yani, uh, your teachers male or female have told you okay continue but i i, I just can't stress enough um uh, on the point have a sheikh or a shaykh there to be with you 
the whole way, inshallah. Which is another side point too. You know, I don't want to keep going on the little rants and side points. As I said, there's so much to say. Which is don't keep changing at the start, at the start, especially beginning. Don't change from sheikh to sheikh to teacher to teacher to teacher to teacher when it comes to these things. Uh, uh, for example, I might have a student. I know his strengths. I know his weaknesses. Maybe I'm not addressing his weaknesses at the moment because I'm planning. It's coming. It's coming. But then he leaves me and then he goes to someone else. And then that teacher, for example, uh, uh, you know, he, he doesn't know that I was planning to do this or he focuses on something. He ends up delaying the person so much when I had a plan for him. Then he ends up leaving that teacher to another teacher. That teacher doesn't know him. One, two, three. For, uh, have a sheikh, especially at the beginning. Stick to them, inshallah ta'ala, regarding the recitation. And then later on, of course, it's always advice. Change mashaykh and that. You know, as some of the ulama would mention too, you would not know your teacher's mistakes or the faults or the shortcomings of your teacher until you study with someone else. That's another point too. Meaning, meaning, yani, tanwi'u al mashaykh is always a good thing to change up the mashaykh and the likes, especially reciting, uh, learn from people with different ways, methods. Someone who, for example, comes from Morocco isn't going to recite like someone who comes from Saudi, isn't going to recite from someone who comes from the West maybe, you know. And anyway, the students of Qur'an know this, inshallah ta'ala, just uh, uh, 10 more lessons regarding the Qur'an and the likes, and you'll come to know a lot about this, inshallah. Sheikh, we've got many comments, many questions still coming. It's picked up, actually. I'll mention a few more regarding coffee. That's a good number. <laughs> Wallahi, it is. Wallahi, it is. Excellent question, brother. I need a double shot uh, macchiato every day before that program. Have to. It's a must. Uh, me, it's, it's, it's now it's a must when I start <laughs> a day. A necessity. Trying to read or study or prepare lessons. Subhanallah. So have a coffee as well. Alhamdulillah. Uh, everyone's different, subhanallah. And, they, you know, historically they used to drink coffee to stay up. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, subhanallah. Uh, whoever would like to know more about that can, can find that online. <laughs> uh, Brother Muhammad finds, uh, he says, I find revising in the car by listening to the surah that is being memorized helps a lot. Excellent. As long as you're reciting, Akhi, once again, we've mentioned this before. As long as you're reciting what you've memorized on a sheikh. Because we've mentioned, remember, sheikh, we said that some brothers, they, they memorize off listening. So therefore, Abdul Basit al-Minshawi, which is another point I wanted to mention too, just quickly, so much to say. <laughs> another point, when the sheikh mentioned Sheikh Mahir about the listening and how it moves, no doubt about it. But always as well, be careful of choosing Mashaykh who read with the precision uh, over the voices as well. I think we'll yeah. Yeah, inshallah. But I think it needs to be done again. Important, and important. In, in even how to listen, who to listen to. Exactly. How to utilize listening. Yeah. Listen, a lot of the times we're in our cars, we're listening. Yeah, exactly. You know, I know I have, I have set goals as well when I'm listening to the Quran in the car to, to listen to a set amount yeah. every once in a while. Sheikh, it's been an honor. One more comment, Brother Zubair, because it's relevant. May Allah reward the tech team behind the scene machines. They are. Very true. They are. To, to say it straight out, my dear brothers and sisters, there would be no program without them. So uh, make the art for them and their families to keep them steadfast and to keep producing and to keep making our programs better and better. Which brings me to one more comment before we conclude with the Sheikh, is that if you'd like to support what we're doing here at Bayan Radio, uh, please do sponsor, please do donate. It's simple. Go to albayan.com.au, click on the donation tab. You can donate there. Or for those listening through the app, there's a donation tab there. Uh, two hands. You can see it. <laughs> you, you can't, can't miss it, it. Yani. You can't miss it. Even if you want to. <laughs> and 
As we said, brothers and sisters, we're going to try to make this a regular thing. Of course, the mashayikh, the du'at, and you know, everybody pretty much is going back to their, their usual schedules. And, uh, you know, there's there's always, always a jam-packed, busy schedule and the likes. But inshallah ta'ala, just, just uh, stay tuned. Uh, keep your eyes open and inshallah we'll definitely, if Allah wills, continue. Our next lesson will be on next Thursday, inshallah. Can you tell us your program in the masjid the one it resumes? Yeah, just quickly. Inshallah. Just quickly, um, my morning program obviously is dedicated to Campbelltown, where we do full-time tahfidh there. Uh, the homeschooled boys, uh, uh, they come and they memorize, alhamdulillah, pretty much uh, all the day, yani, uh, up until dhuhr uh, and past dhuhr now in this in this season. Uh, that's my morning schedule, pretty much. And then side little um, lessons, private lessons. And then at night with Auburn, uh, we do before Maghrib, or before it was before Maghrib, now it'll be after Maghrib, inshallah. So we try, we try to generally aim for two lessons a night that we are doing, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Tuesdays we do Sarf, which is morphology at ASWJ Auburn. And you can keep up on my social media, um, uh, Khalid Nashar, Khalid Nashar, I think. Some of the brothers and sisters are asking regarding the homeschooling program. Mm. For kids, because I think there's some interest here. What time is it on? Uh, well, right now we're doing nine to one, um, or usually, or sometimes it stretches out to one one fifteen and the likes. Um, uh, Monday to Thursday, and at times Monday to Friday too. So we, we do have a set program in uh, which, inshallah, you can go to uh, the CYC Campbelltown Youth Centre Facebook page and get in touch with them, or you can get in touch with me as well on my social media, inshallah ta'ala. Comments as well about, about your details. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I will uh, I'll send you the message now, Sheikh. Maybe you can comment to inshallah facebook and instagram facebook instagram and uh I, there is a tiktok but the tiktok i i'm very inactive on it uh, uh facebook and instagram i'm i've started just recently to become uh, a bit more active on it is your full name yes i i just sent inshallah you can uh, on instagram um and facebook there's two separate uh, names if you'd like to say for that that's cool. them there we'll post it, inshallah. inshallah for the night programs uh, uh what i'll do inshallah for those who are extra interested you can once again go to the social medias and inshallah i'll post the programs there because we try to aim for at least four or five nights with the lessons uh that's that's generally um speaking we have obviously um auburn i rotate between auburn belmore and of course the other aswj and ahl sunnah and jama'ah centers so follow the facebook pages there of those uh, of, of those uh messages and centers and you'll find all the details there for you most of the centers a lot of them are starting their programs for next week after you can say the one week extended day yeah break. so next month <laughs> the gap on many of the lessons resuming I'd like to thank the Sheikh Umar Tani. Allah barik fikum. You know, I think uh, we've said Alhamdulillah what's needed to be said. And as I said, inshallah, just keep keep your eyes open for the future programs. Sorry, I, I, sorry, Sheikh. I did just quickly want to mention, uh, brothers and sisters, we do have as well so many other programs from myself and other other du'at, other brothers, other mashayikh. Wallahi, so much. Uh, uh, this program, our relationship with the Quran and and etiquettes with the Quran and the likes. We also have another series, etiquettes uh, with visiting uh, regarding visiting. So, wallahi, so many things that many of us may not have known. You can go back to that on YouTube, um, etc. And uh, the common mistakes when reciting, for example, uh, Quran. Common mistakes when reciting Surah Al-Fatiha that people fall into uh, common mistakes regarding the prayer. Alhamdulillah, hours upon hours. Once again, what I just mentioned was just mine. Imagine the other hundred brothers, mashayikh, du'at, etc. Uh, uh, I, I do strongly uh, advise to pretty much make use of your time and don't lose that hype that you had in Ramadan. Naturally, yes, you're going to depreciate or deflate a little bit, but try your best to stay in it. Uh, brotherhood, uh, masajid, uh, obviously good brothers, yani masajid, uh, just stay in it, inshallah. Because once you detach yourself, once you isolate 
isolate, once you you know segregate, etc., it's going to be difficult to to come back any strong. Jazakallah khairan, the Sheikh. We'd like to thank you for being with us. We'd like to thank all the brothers and sisters who watched, whether on Facebook or YouTube, Al Bayan Radio Australia. If you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, please do subscribe. We'll be going live regularly, and uh, we're going to try to update videos daily bi ta'ala and go live regularly and also you can download an app from the google uh, play store and the apple app store or go to albayanradio.com.au where you can find the links and donate and find all previous podcasts and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast channels apple podcast uh, podbean soundcloud and wherever you find your podcast ta'ala. and i'd like to thank the brothers and sisters on tiktok we haven't mentioned it much a lot of questions a lot of people giving gifts, which I have no idea what that means. But Jazakumullah <laughs> Khairan, a lot of people recommending others to, to like and share. For those brothers and sisters watching on TikTok, there's quite a few of you. If you'd like to watch these programs in high quality uh, or listen to them, please go to our YouTube channel or go to albayan.com.au and find them there. Barakallah fikum. And until next time, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This program was presented by Albayan Radio, the voice of Ahl-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah.